What up? We are back once again today. It is time to get the ball rolling. Once again, welcome back to get the ball rolling. Uh, just got done with a really big presentation in my ethics class. And uh, uh, it was a really good uh, presentation. And I'm super excited to get back into uh, uh, talking some college football. Uh, Monday and Tuesdays usually are pretty crazy for me. Uh, so I'm recording this a little bit later than what I normally do. So happy to get back. Really excited to get back. Uh, once again, uh, another week has passed us by and we are looking forward to more college football. And I cannot wait. Let me tell you, there's just something about college football season that just makes everything so much better. Uh, I've had a couple people inquire, uh, about, uh, if I'm willing to have a couple, where do I stand with the California bill being passed? And uh, a couple of these bigger issues. Um, I think I might do a totally separate podcast. It might be uh, a California, we'll call it like a special. We might do uh, like a research project. I have a couple of ideas. If you guys would, I'd create like a season. Uh, let me know what you think about that. Uh, we might uh, we'll talk about the pros one episode, the cons one episode, and then we'll think about it. But you got to understand, uh, when we talk about big issues in college sports, um uh, it's really hard to determine. It's kind of like it's kind of like our. It's just hard to really go down to like a certain amount of level, right? You know, like California schools, and they'll say that they do that. It's really hard to to make rules and stuff and laws governing it. I'm glad I'm not in. Like I don't understand any of that. But we might do something uh, around uh, like a research project or something like that. If if you guys are interested, let me know. Uh, I've had a couple inquiries. Um. Alrighty, so uh, we're talking a little bit about the FCS now. Cannot wait to get into this. Big, 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 big time shakeups. Let me tell you, big time shakeups in the standings. Uh, and I know, you know, uh, I actually kind of got grilled one week. Uh, they said that I need to be a little bit more consistent in my rankings uh, by a couple of people. And I'm like, you know. You're right. I could be a little bit more consistent in my rankings, uh, but it's just overall feel, I guess, and uh, my expectation for those teams. So a little bit there. Um, and then we're going to be talking about, obviously, the surprises and, and, and disappointments of the week. Um uh, and then we'll get into the games of the week coming up. Uh, like I said, our, our playoff picture, we got to narrow it down to 27 teams. And... I'll release our 2017 preview probably a little bit later. Uh, I'm working with a couple of schools that I've been really impressed with. Hopefully they come on and that will be our Saturday special. Uh, if not, uh, we'll continue to kind of just look through these, uh, you know, on our radar stuff from the FPS, but I'm hoping to involve the FCS as, as well. All right. So surprises and disappointments. Now we're going to be getting into this a little bit later uh, when we talk about the games of the week, but Nova uh, last year, five and six, this year five and oh and it does not look like they're going to be slowing down i'm very impressed with this villanova team like let me tell you i was i think that this team itself is really impressive i think daniel smith was an amazing uh pickup and uh, a really a low-key under the radar pickup i saw him at uh campbell I actually I didn't know he had entered the transfer portal. So when we had Campbell on, I actually asked about it. I was like, oh, wait. Oh, he he transferred. Okay, well, you know, who's next up or whatever. But uh, really a, a really under-the-radar transfer. So next up for Villanova, they're looking at uh, William & Mary. 
James Madison, Stony Brook, New Hampshire, Richmond, LIU Post, and Delaware. Uh, we'll break it down a little bit later, but very impressed with uh, them getting the win over Maine. Uh, one of the guys tweeted uh, the Maine of this year out of the CAA, kind of a kind of a surprise. I don't know. I, I mean, I had Villanova a little bit higher than middle of the pack, uh, kind of one of those bubble teams in the CAA, and it looks like they're just taking off. I mean, I had I saw one guy have them as high as third in the nation, which is crazy for a team that went five and six last year. So congratulations to them. Uh, next up, uh, Montana, another little uh, surprise out of the Big Sky Conference. They are now four and one. Uh, they played UC Davis. Now, uh, I think that a little bit of the UC Davis struggle, I think that uh, if they played again, I think UC Davis probably would I don't know. It's hard to say. I would say UC Davis would probably win, but who knows? It's just they they went on the road to Fargo. They came back. Uh, it was a close game in Fargo. Uh, had a couple of you know opportunities to really knock off the number one team. You come back, uh, bumps and bruises. Uh, they they ended up losing, but uh, congratulations to the Grizzlies. It looks like they're uh, back in, into form of what uh, I remember when I was little. And uh, anyway. Another one was uh, out of the Big Sky. Same, we're saying in the same conference. Uh, Weaver absolutely beats down on you and I. Now uh, the score is a little bit deceptive. Uh, it for me, it was never really you know an, uh, that close. Twelve point game. Uh, I mean, Weaver looked really good with a backup quarterback. Uh, I don't know when they'll get uh, Jake Constantine back. I uh, don't have any sources there. Uh, we've had Weaver stayed on, but uh, we'll see if we can look into to his injury a little bit later. But uh, Jenks. Jenks, Jukes, I, I think his name is Jenks, uh, playing extremely well. Uh, you know, they lost two FBS to two FBS teams, so it's not like in 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 the FCS. It's like okay, well they they're still undefeated. Congratulations to them, very impressive. Um, uh, and then. Uh, we had Houston Baptist. Let's look at my notes here. Houston Baptist absolutely beats down on Texas Southern, sixty-eight to thirty-one. I've been very impressed with this Houston Baptist team. Uh, I'm working with the university to hopefully get them on a coach on. Tell us a little bit about that secret success, that little razzle dazzle or something, because it is so intoxicating. I'm telling you, I had the opportunity. Uh, I obviously I, I have my subscriptions and stuff like that. I was watching. I had uh, eight screens up, and uh, you know, I had four on my TV. I had two on my computer. Had an iPad. Was watching on my phone. Had a lot of college football. And uh, over the last two weeks, Houston Baptist has been televised, and I have watched their game both weeks. They played Northwestern State. They won. I, they played uh, Texas Southern. They won. I'm telling you, this is a, an extremely impressive team. Now, how far far are they going to creep up into the standings? You'll see later. But like. This is a team, I believe, last year they went two and nine, and they're already like four and one or three and one right now. It has been so impressive, uh, this Houston Baptist team. I've actually called my dad multiple times. I'm like, switch the game over. Get on there, you know, scroll over, stream it. We'll just watch this game for a minute. And uh, I watched them, and, uh, and I understand there weren't a lot of close games on at the time. You know, Ohio State was playing, uh, Auburn was playing. So I was watching those games. And But the, the, the intriguing game for me was Houston Baptist and Campbell. Those were the two games that I was like legitimate watching everything else was kind of background noise so really an impressive uh showing for houston baptist uh, austin p beats jacksonville state 52 to 33 they came back a little bit uh austin p jumped out early stayed up early had some sweet black uniforms a blackout really cool unis uh out there and then uh idaho this was one of those we're going to talk about uh idaho and 
they beat Eastern Washington, right? Well, uh, they just lost to UNCO, University of Colorado, uh, Northern Colorado, uh, 24-27. Kind of an, uh, an ugly loss because I was like, okay, well, maybe Idaho is better than what I expected. And then they lose to arguably one of the worst teams in the big sky, if not the worst. I mean, last year they went, I think they went two and 10 and, and, and struggled. And uh, this year they've had the same similar struggle. So very kind of uh, an intriguing game there. We'll see what that means for Eastern Washington. Are they as good as what everybody thinks? I told you guys in the first of the year, I'm not going to drop them a whole ton, but I thought they were going to have a little bit of hangover uh, when you have that many seniors that leave and uh, you get to the national championship game and you lose. That has a little bit. I mean, you even look, on any level of sports, uh, you look at the Rams. They made it to the, the to the Super Bowl. They've kind of taken a step back. This loss, this let fifty five points go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, like you think about it, like those those Super Bowl hangovers, those World Series hangovers, the 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 the. the NCAA hangover, those things are real, and it's hard to, to, to compete at such a high level for so long. I mean, that's what makes you know, the Golden State Warriors, Tom Brady, and the Patriots, that makes what they've done so impressive that they're able to, to, to keep that mental uh, North Dakota State. But then the losers, I mean, like Cleveland, they got one of them, one of, what, four or whatever, or three. I mean, they, they got a couple, you know, Golden State, they lost one series. I mean, congratulations to them, but uh, really – uh, a kind of a tough uh, thing to think about when you're when you're looking at it. Uh, the game of the week obviously was Villanova against Maine. I said we'd talk about it a little bit later. Uh, Chris Ferguson for the Maine Black Bears uh, was 29 for 49, 347 yards, one touchdown, two pi- two picks. Uh, Villanova. Daniel Smith went 15 of 24, 213 yards, one TD. And uh, Covington, I highlighted him when he played against Colgate, had 118 yards. Uh, and then passing, uh, looks like Hodge, obviously. I, I highlighted him a little bit uh, a while ago. He had two receptions for 82 yards and a touchdown. So really kind of an impressive uh, feat there. Uh, uh, I was really impressed with 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 Maine uh, and with Villanova. I think Maine's kind of hit a, a really rough schedule. I mean, they played Towson and now they're playing Nova. And I mean, like it's it's not an easy uh, task to go week in week out. But overall, uh, congratulations to them. Uh, There's one guy, uh, just quick highlight, uh, Jaquan Blair for Maine had 112, 120 yards receiving on two receptions. Uh, big shout out to him. And uh, Ernest Edwards, another big guy that we, we highlighted, had 140 yards uh, receiving on just four receptions uh, and one touchdown. So, I mean, like, they put up numbers, it, those just those interceptions. And uh, I think Chris Ferguson, uh, when it comes down to crunch time, I mean, we're talking about uh, crunch time as in, you know, last couple of weeks of the season going into the playoffs. I think he'll clean up those those interceptions up. I mean, he, I believe he had four against Towson. Uh, so they'll clean it up. They'll get back to it. Oh, and main play Colgate, which Colgate is no snooze. Despite them being, they haven't won a game. They're not a snooze team. They're a really good team. Uh, but it uh, looks like... Uh, on the road against Villanova was just kind of a little bit too hard to overcome for the Black Bears. But you know what? The best thing about about them is is they're going to get it. They're going to live to play another day. Obviously, uh, Villanova next up William and Mary, which uh, may not be the biggest game of the season for them. Uh, they're not like in. I don't think anyone is much of a snooze of a team. You wouldn't want to overlook them. But uh, they have them and then James Madison, and that's going to be a full on beatdown. If they beat William and Mary, Villanova could be you know the third best team. 
at that time, the second best team. And well, third best, because you have North Dakota State and James Madison, you might be having a full on top five matchup right there, even top three matchup if you really wanted to go there. Um, next up for them, Again, William & Mary and then uh, at James Madison. For Maine, they take on Richmond this Saturday, and then they're on the road. Oh, sorry, they take a break this Saturday, and then next, uh, they have Richmond in, at Liberty. So uh, they still have – I mean, their schedule is still pretty tough. Uh, it lightens up a little bit later uh, in the season. So we'll be watching our Black Bears, how they uh, produce. Alrighty, so we're going to be taking, we're going to be stepping aside real quick uh, as we're going to, we're going to look up uh, a couple of interesting facts that I found on on the web. We'll get into the top fifteen. We'll get into the games of the week as well for our FCS overall. A wonderful week five. Uh, again, we need to start really thinking about it. I think we're getting more and more of a clearer picture. Uh, you see losses. I mean, Jacksonville State. They go from a team that could win the Ohio Valley to a team that might be on the bubble first in, first out. Uh, same thing with Eastern Washington. I mean, in the FCS, any any given week, you're I mean, powerhouses, I guess college football, and that's why I love it, is that any given week this, these teams can win. And I really am hoping that uh, you know we'll see a little bit more improvement, uh, uh, top-heavy, and I cannot wait to see a couple of these matchups. A lot of big matchups coming up this week, so definitely stay tuned and uh, listen up for those highlighted matchups. So uh, next up, we're going to be doing our top 15 after the break. Okay, after the ad break, back again now. Uh, one of our favorite segments, and uh, for you guys as, as viewers and followers of this podcast, uh, has been voted the, the best segment. I get a lot of uh, feedback, I guess. I mean, a lot of people like lists, and because lists cause opinions, right? And I decided to do this top 15. I might even have to actually expand it out to top 20, but I really feel after 15, you get down and it's, you know, you're starting pulling hairs. Well, so-and-so lost to them. Who lost them? Who beat them? And it starts, you're starting to get into three or four levels of, of games and stuff. I don't like it. Top 15 is usually pretty cut and clear. Uh, top 15 also, uh, these are the teams I personally think that, can, that, that we're going to be talking about. I mean, the 27 go in, you know, obviously a couple first round buys and stuff. And then once when it, it sets up, hey man, all bets are off. And, and I can't wait uh, for that. Well, I guess I can't because I don't want the college football to be gone. Uh, I don't want football season to be over, but I want to know. I want to see how this uh, this puppy all rolls out. All righty. So uh, here we go into the top 15. Cannot wait. Uh, we'll do like we have done in the past where we let you know uh, if they're moving up or down or if they are the same. All right. Number one has maintained our number one ranking for the entire season. Uh, this week, they might be in jeopardy. Stay tuned. Uh, North Dakota State Bison. Can't go against them. They beat UC Davis. Uh, they've looked really impressive. Uh, have a really big task this week. Uh, I want to keep them stagnant until I see otherwise. Now, if they struggle and uh, some of the other teams a little bit down lower look impressive, well, I might move them. But again, my philosophy is Clemson's the number one team right now in college football. They haven't lost uh, in, in, in FPS. And number one in FCS is North Dakota State. They're the champs, and the champs are the champs until they are knocked down, right? Like when we, I think of it like a gladiator, you know, he's in the ring or a boxer. He's just sitting there, you know, if he keeps on knocking people out, he's the champ until someone else comes in and knocks him out. 
until they lose. And once when they lose, well, now we're going to start, you know, having a different discussion. They haven't lost. They're going to remain number one, despite a lot of people taking James Madison at number one. Number two, staying the same again, James Madison. Our top three have been the exact same all year. Uh, James Madison with a pretty big test this year, uh, this week. Excited to see it. Number three, South Dakota State. Again, another big test this week. Uh, our top three might be shaken up, uh, but here we go. Really moving around now. Number four, and it might be a little bit of bias, but this team really impressed me last week, is the Weaver State Wildcats. Uh, number four was once the Furman Paladins. Um I moved Weaver State up just because I was like, okay, they lost to San Diego State on the road at San Diego State. Well, it wasn't, they didn't really, they, they were shut out and uh, they looked good, but, you know, not really. It was, it was a kind of an ugly game. They could have won, but okay. And then, you know, they lose again or they, you know, they win against Cal Poly and then, uh, they play Nevada again. Nevada, oh, on the road. They were leading for a little bit, but they ended up losing. So, ah, no, not weird. And so, and then this week, I was like, okay, you and I, Missouri Valley, it's Big Sky, to the biggest conferences in the you know FCS landscape. We'll see it. They looked amazing. Rashid Shahid had a tremendous game. Jukes, Jenks. Jenks is how he says it. Sorry. Jenks had an amazing game as well. Defense looking stout. Uh, offense looking really good. They're my number four team. And, uh, I mean, they're going to be tested. They got to play Davis, uh, UC Davis. They still got to play um, on some of the Montana schools. Got to play North Dakota. I mean, we've got some legit games coming up. So watch out, Weaver State. But as of right now, they're number four. And number five, which was once the Kennesaw State Owls. And again, this is where I'm not remaining consistent. Uh, and I'll explain that when I talk about them. Uh, number five, the Furman Paladins didn't look tremendously good against ETSU. Uh, ETSU is a good team. Uh, they ended up, I believe they beat Austin P. Yes, they beat Austin P. So uh, they're Decent team in Austin P, as you guys know, beat Jacksonville State, as we covered before. Uh, so uh, this didn't look overly impressive. They won, but when you have a team like Weber that had such an impressive game, I can move you up and down. You, you, everyone has lo losses now. Uh, number six, coming in at number six, the Villanova Wildcats. Now, I don't, and I have them here, and I think number six or seven, right in there, uh, which was once belonged to UC Davis. Uh, I don't want them. I don't want to move Villanova all the way up because they're five and zero, but they are looking amazing. They're looking really impressive, and I really want to see if they can get the win uh, against you know James Madison. If they can win this weekend, that game against James Madison becomes so so crucial. Now, if they only have that loss on the schedule, congratulations, go Nova, right? But you're not going to break up into that upper, the, that top five. That's kind of where I'm at. I honestly think North Dakota State is the is going to win the Missouri Valley. James Madison's going to win the CAA. Um, obviously, South Dakota State, we'll see what happens, whatever. Weaver State will win the Big Sky. Furman will win the SoCon. So you have it. Well, then you're getting into second tier. Well, is South Dakota State versus, you know, versus Villanova, who's the better second place team? Well, that is yet to be seen. And we will know a little bit more, but uh, really, I'm going to put them there. I'm not going to overreact a lot towards uh, the ranking, but uh, we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks uh, when they take on teams like James Madison, Stony Brook, New Hampshire, and uh, they're really put to the test. I mean, they they pass they've passed against Towson, they've passed against Maine. Congratulations, Towson is an amazing team. Maine is, Maine is an amazing team. Uh, anyway, so number seven, which was once held by Weaver State, now jumped up to four, is the Kennesaw State Owls. Now, 
Uh, they had to call the game in the third quarter. They were winning, and it's like consistency. Well, you know, they won. Why are they dropping? Well, Nova was impressive, so I had to move them over. I honestly think Villanova's better. Uh, Weaver State had an impressive win. Kennesaw State still looking for that signature win. Uh, Furman, despite looking bad, I still think they look better than Kennesaw. So that's why I have them there. I could, I almost dropped them further. Uh, down the line, uh, but, uh, you know, they look like they're going to win the Big South. Uh, Campbell doesn't look like, I mean, Campbell started to look like a formidable foe, and uh, I thought Charleston Southern might a little bit uh, in my preseason rankings. I was like, oh, Lane Monmouth maybe, but Kennesaw State looks like they're really dominating there. Uh, number eight, which was previously held by Maine, uh, is now held by the Montana Grizzlies. Hey, you know what? You beat, you only have one loss, and that is to Oregon, uh, you beat some really impressive teams. Uh, South Dakota, uh, you beat uh, UC Davis last week on the road. Congratulations, both on the road, actually. Uh, Don't Sneed looking really good. Um, obviously, consistency has been the issue with Montana over the last couple of years, and they're looking like they're really consistent here. Uh, again, I don't see them being better than Weaver State. That's my opinion. Uh, but I see them. I mean, I was willing, I almost moved them up to number five or six, but uh, I decided to go with Nova and Furman. This Montana team is going to be scary. They're still going to be put through the test, and they still had to beat Montana State. They haven't beat Montana State. I believe it's been like three straight. So, you know, at number eight, it's really where I feel comfortable putting the Grizz. Uh, number nine, uh, previously the same team as last week. Uh, we are sitting down central Arkansas. Uh, they've had a couple close wins and only one loss to Hawaii, right? Uh, they, they barely be Abilene Christian. They barely be awesome P well, awesome P's, you know, that win is looking even more impressive. Now, um, they have a big, big game this week and we'll know a little bit more about them, but they face adversity in one. And I think that might be the key difference in that game. Um, number 10, which was previously held by the Towson Tigers is now Montana state. Now again, a little inconsistency here with Towson losing to Florida. We dropped them a little bit, but Montana state, I the entire game. I was like, man, NAU looks good. I thought it was kind of a trap game. I was like, man, Montana state, I don't know if they're going to be able to win this game. It's going to be a big game for them to win. And uh, they go on, they, they, they go on, they come back in the second half, you know, their offense really opened up. Really impressed with them. Uh, they were on the, on the show as well. I love Montana state. I love what they're building here, but when you're putting all three teams up against Montana state did beat South Southeastern Missouri. So, you know, they have that win, but they haven't beat anyone in the top 15. And that's where I, you know, I've put you and I in, uh, I've had UC Davis, you wouldn't even make an argument. Montana's more impressive than Weaver, but uh, you know, these three teams are these, you know, top tier. And I still think UC Davis will be there of uh, the big sky and they're going to have to play each other. And we're going to have to decide, you know, who is better uh, in the conference, uh, not just so much on a national, scale. All right. Number 11, staying the same Illinois state. Uh, we'll talk about them a little bit later. A uh, big, big test this week. Uh, don't really know a lot about the Redbirds. Um, so we'll get into that. Uh, number 12, which was previously held by my Montana is now Youngstown state have not lost the game. Uh, again, talk about a little bit later, really big test this weekend. Um, number 13, Towson, which was previously held by Villanova. I had to drop Towson just a little bit. I thought that they would be a little bit closer in the game against Florida. Now it's against the number nine team in the FBS, but you know, I really want Towson. I really wanted, 
I didn't want to get shut out, I guess. And uh, I was impressed with with some of these other ones. Uh, I know I could have put them at number 11 and dropped Illinois State because they were uh, they had a bye last week, Youngstown State. But Towson is a really good team. Again, Towson, Villanova, James Madison. Well, Nova's beat Towson head-to-head. We're still yet to see James Madison. That's going to really influence the standings going forward. But Towson, in my opinion, still top 15 team, still a team that will be vying for a national title spot and have the opportunity to go up. I mean, this is not just because they're 13th in, in, in week five going into week six does not mean they're going to be 13th next week or the week after. Um, number 14. Now, I debated this a lot in my head. Uh, I had Nichols. Uh, we'll talk again, talk about them a little bit later because we have a lot of big games this weekend, but, uh, we really need to find out who they are. Uh, really kind of a lackluster loss uh, not, not very impressive against Texas state. I understand it's Texas state. They're a little bit bigger. Uh, they're in the FBS and the sun Belt or whatever, but kind of, I kind of thought I was leaning to, they could possibly upset Texas state, but they did not. And number 15 now, and Jacksonville state was number 15 last week. They are done. Uh, and I put in Houston Baptist. Now, I am a little bit biased because I fell in love with this team. I cannot wait. Like, legit, I will be watching their game on Saturday against Incarnate Word. I am not kidding you. I am, am totally into this team. I love this team. I love watching the offense. They are high-powered. They get things done. Really impressive. That's why they're 15. Now, uh, in the Southland, you can make an argument for Southeast Missouri, who's the other ones that we've also considered. Uh, but hey, you know what? Until they lose, their, their only loss right now is against UTEP. And it was a really close loss, 38-36. Like, if they could be undefeated, if they were undefeated, we'd totally have them. They'd probably be about 10th right now. Uh, maybe even 11th, you know? Maybe even higher than that. You know, they could be better than Central Arkansas because they don't have a loss. Uh, but, you know, they, they do have one loss. Uh, we'll consider it. We'll let it kind of, you know, marinate there. Uh, but of the other teams that are also considered Southeast Louisiana, obviously Maine uh, dropped down out of the top 15. Uh, definitely will get back in after a couple wins. I'm not really concerned about that, uh, especially because a lot of these, I mean, there's a lot of uh, big sky teams. There's a lot of Missouri Valley teams. And once when they play each other, they'll probably drop and, and move up and down. Uh, UC Davis, we had to pull them out after back-to-back losses. Uh, kind of sad there, uh, but they're still a really impressive team. You and I, uh, I dropped them. Uh, two weeks ago out of the top 15 after the kind of lackluster win against uh, Idaho State. But, hey, they got the win. Didn't look really impressive on the road in Ogden. It was kind of crappy conditions. After I mean, they were used to playing in the Dome. At Ogden, it had rain, kind of snow, sleety mix. So it might have had a little bit of, to do with that. But uh, they didn't look super great. And Delaware, I uh, people have been telling me, hey, Delaware's legit. Delaware's legit. I've read a lot of articles. And I was like, no, you know, Delaware... Oh, they just didn't. I mean, I felt like last year they were kind of bailed out. I, uh, I mean, there were a couple wins. I was like, eh, I don't know. But hey, you know what? They they did it. And congratulations to them. Uh, they're also considered. They did lose the pit. Almost beat them. I hope uh, in a couple of weeks uh, that they'll be in the top 15. We'll see as the season rolls ahead. All right. Uh, next up, we'll be transitioning into the games of the week. Now, to our games of the week. Okay. The games of the week are huge this week. Uh, in the FBS, we do the games of the week, as you guys know, broken down by conference. But very rarely do we have top 10, top 15 matchups, right? Because, you know, you can make an argument about just about anybody. Same thing with the FCS, but you can tell who are the really good teams and who 
might be lagging behind a little bit. This week we have big games coming up, and we will be talking about it. All right, out of the CAA, James Madison Dukes playing the Stony Brook. I believe they're the Seawolves. Um, we don't really know a lot about James Madison right now, except that they lost to West Virginia. Uh, a lot of people are like, you know, they still have the people from last year. They're still legit. You know what? They're our number two team, and they're playing against the Stony Brook team, who's really sneaky. I feel like year in and year out, we we overlook, we forget that Stony Brook like went to the playoffs like the last couple years. They're really good. They're, I believe they're right now they're like 24th in the nation, and they're just kind of chilling. And I think that's just their personality. That's what the coach wants them to do. Uh, I want to say, you know, obviously I want to take James Madison to win, but uh, I want to see the test that they'll be under. They're on the road. Uh, a big game the following week against Villanova. Uh, so let's see what happens. You're going to be home against Villanova, but right now you got to go on the road to see if they overlook it. Uh, Stony Brook's a sneaky team, especially, again, especially with that Nova game. So we'll see what happens. Out of the Patriot League, we have a really interesting stat. This was a stat I wanted to look up for you guys. Uh, Colgate versus Lehigh for the game of the week. Colgate uh, has a, had a brutal schedule to start. I mean, we're talking. I mean, you look at it, at their their games, it literally, I mean, it's it was the number six team currently in the nation, uh, a really good FBS team in Air Force. Uh, they played Maine, and they played Dartmouth, who went like nine and one last year, who was legit in the. I think their only loss was Princeton, if I remember correctly. I don't know. I I don't really follow the Ivy League all that much, but I mean, like we're talking about Colgate with just just a brutal, brutal schedule. So hey. They're playing Lehigh, but the gate, uh, Colgate, has not lost a Patriot League game since October 7th, 2017, home against Lehigh. They're home against Lehigh. It's been two years since they lost. They're looking for a win. If they win out, which I think this Colgate team can do, they're going to be fine. They're going to be in the. They're going to be playoffs, and they're going to have a whole heck of a lot of tested. I mean, they've they've been tested. Uh, this Colgate team. But last time they played at home against Lehigh, they lost. Let's see if they can avenge that. We'll be looking forward to that. Out of the Ohio Valley, had to kind of make a decision here. Uh, I'm going with UT Martin at Eastern Kentucky. I said Eastern Kentucky would be the second best team out of the Ohio Valley. Looks uh, with Jacksonville State losing. Honestly, the most impressive team out of the Ohio Valley for me has not been Eastern Kentucky. It's been UT Martin. Uh, they played really well against Northwestern State. And they played really well against Murray State. They do have a couple of losses. I'm not taking that away. But Southern Illinois is a really good team. And then they played Florida. So, I mean, like, their losses are not like, you know, they lost to uh, Panera Bread or whatever. You know, they're not losing against some rando university. They lost against legit competition. So, I think that UT Martin, this will set it up. There's blood in the water here in the Ohio Valley. I love the Ohio Valley Conference. I love following it. There's a lot of parity here. Right now, Tennessee Tech is leading the, 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 the conference. They only have one loss. Well, I think that will change as, as we get going forward, right? But UT Martin is a legit team, and I think Jason Simpson, the coach here, has got them on track. I really like the Skyhawks. Uh, I mean, on the road, yeah, Eastern Kentucky is not going to be easy, but we'll see if they can get it done uh, really close. I believe they're in close proximity. Uh, we'll see. This is really, we're fighting um, UT Martin, Murray State, uh, Eastern Kentucky, Southeast Missouri, uh, Jacksonville State a little bit, Austin P. All these teams could have a re realistic shot of winning the Ohio Valley. And don't rule out 
Tennessee Tech because, hey, you know what? They're still hanging around. So uh, there's that. Out of the Missouri Valley, I have South Dakota State against SIU, Southern Illinois. Uh, Southern Illinois is kind of a random university to, like, all of a sudden, like, really start impressing me. Uh, I didn't think, I mean, after last year's performance, I was like, eh, I don't know if they're really, if we're ready. You know, I think maybe a couple years. No, this team is legit. They've had, they played legit competition as well. Uh, South Dakota State still don't really know who they are, except they have one close loss to uh, Minnesota where they were leading. Uh, we'll see. Uh, South Dakota State is at home. We'll see what Southern Illinois can do. Uh, again, this is a, a matchup. A lot of people have SIU ranked around uh, 20 to 23, 24. So uh, we'll see who ends up winning that game. Very big game for uh, the South Dakota State uh, Jackrabbits. Out of the big sky, we have Sacramento State playing Eastern Washington. Now, I almost did the, the Weaver game because Weaver is taking on Idaho. But I decided to go with Eastern Washington because I want to see how far they fall. Uh, uh, Sacramento State has played really well. Played really well against Arizona State. They've uh, obviously they've got some some impressive wins as well. Uh, a lot of people are saying, "No, Sacramento State. This is like like get ready. They're ready to dominate the Big Sky. Give them a couple of years, and uh, they're kind of starting to to stir the pot down there here in the Big Sky, right?" Well, I want to see what they can do. Uh, can Sacramento State? beat, uh, I mean, last year's Big Sky champion. Yes, there was a three-way champion, but last year's Big Sky champion at home. And Eastern Washington impressed me again. You, I mean, you lost to Jacksonville State. You lost to Idaho. Can you go on the road to Sacramento and beat the Hornets? We will see. Big, big game there. And uh, if Eastern Washington doesn't, honestly, that drops them so, so far in the Big Sky. I mean, NAU will be over them. Idaho State will be over them. Montana schools, Sac State, obviously. I mean, Cal Poly. I mean, they're dropping far. It's not like a little drop. Like, if they want to salvage this season, they win. And then they can kind of start that, you know, back upwards climb. If they lose this game, honestly, it's almost ready to write it off for the Eagles because they have a couple of losses they just can't come back from. Um, out of the Big South, North Alabama against Hampton, uh, both new to the league. Excited to see uh, what team can do. North Alabama's been very, really impressive. And uh, out of the Southland, uh, I decided to pick up this conference, give them a little bit more airtime. We'll be working with a couple of these schools because I've been really impressed with the play that they have done. Uh, Central Arkansas at Nichols. All right, this is the number nine versus 14. People have said uh, Arkansas, or Central Arkansas has got a couple of really close and lucky wins. Well, if they've had close and lucky wins. We'll see what happens against the number 14 team. Nichols uh, has been told, I've been told by a lot of people, no, this team's good. I've yet to see it. I, I, I watched a little bit of the game against Texas State again. Not a super good performance. Now it is an FBS team, and you can make the argument, but uh, this is a 9 versus 14 team, and uh, this is going to be a big game. And uh, if Central Arkansas wins this game, I mean, now we're really, I mean, we're really cooking into the top five. Uh, you know, like Central Arkansas, they've only lost to Hawaii. Well, can they jump Montana? Can they jump Kenishaw? Uh, will they, what happens with Nova against Madison, James Madison? What happens with Furman? Does Furman stay on their hot streak? What's up with Weber, I mean, like these guys gotta lose. They're, I mean, Central Arkansas. I want to say at nine forever. I mean, they've been nine most of the season just because of uh, you know they lost to Hawaii and they were idle one week. But uh, we'll see if they can make the jump up. And uh, again, kind of crazy there. And the overall game of the week. Now, I don't always want to say the overall game of the week is the best. You know, the number one team in the nation because that's not fair to 
a lot of other teams and I want to give coverage, but the Missouri Valley and I almost like legit, I've almost like traded this out. I, I said North Dakota State on the road against Illinois State. Uh, we're going to find out what the Redbirds are. Uh, when I was looking through the preseason, I mean, everyone's really hyping up the Redbirds. I don't know what they are yet. A lot of people hyped up the Indiana State Sycamores. I don't know what they are yet. This this week, we're going to know a lot about it. I'm going to say uh, North Dakota uh, uh, on the road against Illinois State. Hey, North Dakota looks like they can, they're not going to, they're not world beaters. They're not uh, right there. Uh, they did have a week off. I mean, they beat UC Davis. They're looking good. They're feeling good. But I think that, I mean, there's holes. They're not, they're not perfect is what I'm trying to say. Can Illinois State be the one to exploit that? Well, we're going to find out. But also out of the Valley, uh, Indiana State uh, on the road against South Dakota. Again, I don't know what Indiana State is, who they are yet. That's going to be a big game. We've already talked about the Southern Illinois-South Dakota State game. Uh, I thought South Dakota would be a little bit better this year. Can they rebound and, you know, really boost themselves up into the standings? Big win against Indiana State most definitely will help them. Uh, and then even Youngstown State against uh, Northern Iowa. We, you know, Northern Iowa is at home. Youngstown, this is their first, I mean, they played Duchesne and they played a couple of teams where you're like, oh, that's a decent win. I mean, it's not like you, you, you beat North Dakota State or anything, but it's a decent win. And that's why they're 12th right now. Now, you and I, if they want to jump back into the national conversation, beat Youngstown State. Youngstown State has looked really good. Uh, they look like a playoff team right now. Could they get a bid? Who knows? I mean, we're talking about a lot of teams out of the Missouri Valley. I really like uh, some of these teams, and uh, we'll see what ends up happening as this season uh, finishes up. But a lot of uh, top matchups, top 15 matchups this week. I cannot wait until we get, you know, top five matchups. I might move Mil Villanova up to five just to, to or four just to say that it's a top five matchup. I love it. I want to see the losses. I want to see the wins. I want to see what... Uh, we'll be looking at in Frisco come December time. Alrighty, so this has been another edition of Get the Ball Rolling with uh, FCS. Super glad, uh, all you guys, and, and thank you for all of your support. Cannot wait uh, for this next week. A lot of uh, teams will be moving, so we'll see what happens, how the top 15 is impacted. Again, we're working with a couple teams out of the Southland to hopefully get you guys... Uh, uh, I really want to get you guys involved into these teams. The Southland Conference looking really good this year. Might have two or three teams in the playoffs. I mean, Central Arkansas, Nichols, Southeast Louisiana, and Houston Baptist have all looked really good. And don't forget about Incarnate Ward as well, and Abilene Christian. So, alrighty. Well, that has been it. Drop a pin. Uh, just barely. Sorry about that. But uh, this has been the Get the Ball Rolling segment for the FCS. Hope you guys liked it. Let me know if there's anything you want to add. Other teams I want, I need to follow. Uh, just message me on all of our social media accounts. Have a great week. Until next time, let's get the let's keep the ball rolling.